You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, hey, oh, let's do this, everybody. It is a Wednesday, August 8th, and a Thursday, August 9th, and it is Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, talking about your Detroit Lions each and every day right here on this very podcast. Thank you for listening and tuning in on this rainy Wednesday around Southeast Michigan. Matt Derry with you as we talk about the Lions trip to Napa, California, and day two today of practices uh, going toe-to-toe with the Oakland Raiders. We'll tell you who the winners were, who the losers were, who looked good, who didn't look good, and we'll talk to Chris Burke. We'll catch up with Chris live and direct from Napa in a little bit. He covers the Lions for TheAthletic.com. It was there today. Locked on Lions today brought to you by Nordic Track. Special offer for Locked On Lions listeners. You get $75 off your Nordic Track purchase by, by visiting nordictrack.com slash locked on and use the offer code locked on. We'll tell you about that coming up in a little bit as well. Lions getting ready for preseason game number one Friday night, 1030 out in Oakland. Matt Shepard, Chris Spielman will have the call on the TV side. I'll actually fill in for Shep Thursday and Friday morning on his radio show on Shep Shower and Shave on DFN and the Michigan Media Networks. So tune into that Thursday and Friday morning. Check me out. We'll talk plenty of Lions on the show as well. All right, so before we get to Chris Burke, um, there is a major, major concern with this football team, and it's continuing, and I know what you're going to say. I know what Lions fans are going to say. Oh, Derry, oh, geez, what are you talking about? It's August 8th. Who cares about some open practice against the Raiders? And, and, and give me a break with this and that and and. And and come on, and we don't need to talk about this. You know, th- these are practices; they're not even games. And I get all that. I do. I completely get it, and I understand where you're gonna, you know, your head might be with this. All right, and 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 if you want to comment on this, and I'm re- read a Facebook comment in a second on the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page or Twitter at Dairy Speaks D E R Y Speaks. But I retweeted this a couple of hours ago. This from Vic Tafer. T-A-F-U-R, he writes for the Athletic San Francisco and covers the Raiders. His tweet was the following. Quote, Lions will leave Napa muttering about tight ends Jared Cook and Derek Carrier can't cover them. End quote. You know, know, guys, I know what you're going to say. I get it. And I know you're going to be like, we're jumping to conclusions and we're bringing up you know, things from the past, I don't care. One thing the Lions addressed this offseason under Bob Quinn, who saw it firsthand two years ago and who saw it firsthand last year. I know Matt Patricia hasn't been here, but the Lions' inability to cover tight ends in coverage has just been an absolute killer for this franchise. It's been a killer. And whether it's been, uh, you know... (laughs) You know, Jimmy Graham in the playoff game a couple of years ago. You know, Jared Cook when he was on the Packers. Ed, uh, why am I drawing a blank on last year when they played the Ravens? Ed Dixon. Remember Ed Dixon lighting up the Lions? Kyle Rudolph. The list goes on and on. So here we are today, and we're talking about, I know we're talking about practice. I get it. But here we are today, and the Lions still, are having issues covering the tight end. <laughs> and, we, and we thought they addressed that this summer with all the pickups that they've made and everything else. And look, again, like I said, 
I, I get it. All right. It's a practice. They haven't even played a, a rec. We're not even a month away from the regular season opener. September 10th. Today is August 8th. But I just want Lions fans, I want you guys, the listeners, to beware that this is not going to be some overnight thing with this defense. And they did a lot of blitzing today, from what I read and heard, and we'll ask Chris Burke about it. And this is a team that is trying to get to the quarterback, and we know how many issues they've had in the past, especially last year, and especially with Ziggy Ansa Hurt, All right, when you can't get to the quarterback. I understand that. And so what that means sometimes is, you know, you 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 got to sell out against the pass, and then the tight end sneaks underneath and it's trouble. And Trevor Mulready wrote a, a, a comment to me on Facebook today, on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. He said, Jesus, that's rough when Jimmy Graham, Kyle Rudolph, and Trey Burton are all in your division. And Trevor's right. If the Lions are going to get this thing right defensively, they have got to nip this thing in the bud when it comes to guarding tight ends, whether it's the safeties helping, whether it's linebackers just getting better in coverage. I thought Tahir Whitehead and Jared Davis last year in coverage against tight ends were abysmal. Whitehead's now on the Raiders. Jared Davis is still here. He's in his second year. But remember this, and I'm going to ask Chris Burke about it. Miles Killebrew has been working out with the linebackers the last few days. Maybe, just maybe, the Lions look up and say, wow, we're loaded at safety. We got a third-round pick in Tracy Walker. We've got, who's not going to, they're not going to cut him. We've got Tavon Wilson back. We've got Quandre Diggs. We've got Glover Quinn. We've got Charles Washington, who has NFL experience. Maybe Miles Killebrew's not going to cut it as a strong safety, but maybe he's going to become a hybrid, you know, linebacker type with with, with, with some size. So circle this day. Hopefully today was the day that Matt Patricia saw at firsthand what you've been seeing for the last couple of years, and that is the struggles that the Lions have had covering tight ends. Benjamin Watson. I mean, the list goes on and on of tight ends that have killed the Lions over the last few years, and it happened again today. Now, also today, Lions and Raiders, a lot of physicality, an actual fight broke out that was started by Anthony Zettel who thought there was a late hit against Jared Davis and shoved somebody, and that kind of got physical. Um, Matthew Stafford continuing to connect with Marvin Jones on, on deep balls and touchdowns. Darius Slay, another interception today. So th- the constants that we know about, the Staffords, the Joneses, the Slays, they're all performing up to snuff. But, you know, It's the offensive line. Are they going to get it done? It's the defensive line. Are they going to get to the quarterback? Are they being pushed around? Linebackers and coverage against tight ends. Some of those things still need work. And we'll see how that all shakes out on Friday night when they play more for real in the preseason against the Raiders. All right, Nordic track people, check it out. Sometimes for you guys, you don't want to go to the gym. You don't want to leave the house. You got a busy schedule. You're not motivated. What do you do? you get yourself a Nordic Track. Nordic Track has a series of training equipment to give you amazing workouts right there in the convenience of your own home, including exercise bikes, treadmills, incline trainers, strength. All right, you can join high-energy streamed workouts online any time of the day without stepping out the door. Join streamed workouts in both studios and exotic destinations around the world. Start your day with a run through the streets of Paris. End with cross-training on the shores of Thailand or even work out in the African safari. All that can be done online at nordictrack.com. 
Com. Workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to ensure you meet your fitness goals. It's simple. Got a little call to action for you. Special for my Locked On Lions listeners. You can get 75 bucks off your Nordic Track purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash locked on and use the offer code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N. Again, visit nordictrack.com, N O R D I C track.com slash locked on and use the offer code locked on during checkout to save $75 off of your purchase. All right, let's recap these practices the Lions held with the Raiders Tuesday and Wednesday out in Napa. Chris Burke covers the Lions for TheAthletic.com. Giving us a couple minutes here. What's up, Chris? Hey, how's it going? Good, brother. Uh, good seeing you the other day. Uh, yeah. How was the uh, how, how's the trip been so far? And what have you been? What were your takeaways so far from what you've seen these last two? It's been nice, uh, fun to uh, know the players. I'll talk about how it's fun to break up training camp and play against some other people, but it's fun to watch them play against some other people. So actually, they had end of practice today was so sort of in their second of two joint practices they did sort of a 15 minute mini scrimmage almost with the, both first teams on the field at the same time and so that was uh that was kind of fun and yeah i mean I, takeaways i think it's it's definitely a work in progress for the lions or the spots you maybe expect it to be a work in progress i think the defensive line uh we're gonna see Ansa sort of had had some moments but um, the rest of it was pretty hit or miss in terms of getting to the passer. And uh, I thought the offensive line was better on day two. Day one was pretty rough, especially for Frank Ragnow, but um, looked a little better on that second day. You know, some of the some of the things on the team, the secondary, uh, at least parts of the secondary, Stafford, there's, there's some constants. But, you know, I think they still need to get better those other spots. Let's talk about the physicality of this whole thing. We know Matt Patricia has put these guys through – uh, some very physical workouts, a lot of pads. How did they hold up against the Raiders from that perspective? Yeah, I mean, just thinking back again to that first day, the offensive line got whipped pretty good, um, and that was in one-on-one drills. I thought they were all right in team drills, but, you know, the one-on-ones, they do some two-on-two, two-on-three type drills, um, and the Raiders' the defensive line worked them over. So uh, they they were better again on day two. You know, I, I think Oakland was very physical, too, and came out a few times um a little skirmish on on the second day i i don't think the lions necessarily were overwhelmed i thought they did some nice things when they were working on the run game too I, there were some moments where uh, you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel in that regard um so yeah i mean i, I think they were all right yeah everyone's probably seen the video jared davis getting flattened on the first day by yeah uh, oakland's third or fourth string running back that was kind of a rarity there weren't a whole lot of those huge moments like that. So uh, I thought the Lions held up well. This second, it was it's a lot. I mean, it was hot by the end of the practice today. They went almost three hours. The last hour and a half of it was uh, team versus team stuff. So um, tomorrow's probably going to be a welcome day off. I don't think there's any question about it. Chris Burke with me from uh, Napa. Lions and Raiders in the preseason on Friday night. Chris, of course, covers the team for theathletic.com. It does a, a great job. Check out his stuff. Right, it seems like Darius Slay has been the star for the two days, and 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 you know, the constants, like you said, Stafford, Marvin Jones, Slay, they showed up in a big way um, on this trip so far, right? 
Yeah, so they had a couple rough moments when they were doing the 11 on 11 work at the end of practice today. And, you know, one was he almost had a pick six and it tipped off his hands. Martavis Bryant caught it behind him for a long touchdown. And then uh, a few minutes later, got uh, ran a little rub route and he collided with Quantre Diggs and that turned into a huge gain. So, um, you know, some of that stuff is, I wouldn't worry too much about that. I thought he, he was really good and, and really active, had a, a couple picks each day. I mean, just the type of stuff you'd expect from Slay. And it's pretty clear uh, from watching them that they're going to put him out on an island, I think, a, a decent amount. And he was moving around, too. Mark Davis Bryant was playing in the slot, and Slay went into the slot with him. And uh, same with Amari Cooper. You know, So I think they're going to give him a lot of opportunities against these best guys to be one-on-one. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we've seen what he can do. Uh, of the th- all the things the Lions are worried about defensively, you know, Slay having a hiccup or two in a joint practice with the Raiders in August is, is going to be way, way down the list. So th- this could be like a question from 2013 or 2014 or 15 or 16 or 17, but not covering the tight ends. Uh, again, a big problem. I, I know Jared, Jared Cook had a big day today for the Raiders. Yeah, and, you know, that's that's part of it. I think it's uh, there's some talent uh, on Oakland. You know, Jared Cook, when he wants to be, is a, is a good tight end. Um but, yeah, it was a rough day there. There were guys running pretty wide open. You you wonder if that's just some of the schematic things they're working on or if that's going to be a real problem um, for them. I will say I thought when they were doing individual coverage drills, most of the Lions linebackers looked pretty good, and that includes Jared Davis. But I thought um, some of the backup guys, you know, Steve Longo I thought was really good. I thought I think Jalen Rees-Maven um, looks like he could be – almost like I got to what you would think to hear Whitehead would be if he was still on this defense. Like that's the type of role it seems like they might be working towards for, for Jalen Reese Maven. So um, yeah, that's going to be one of the biggest things they have to figure out what went wrong there. And uh, I think part of it is just that they were working on some pressure packages and trying to bring some, you know, whether it was Quandre Diggs off the edge or bringing guys up the middle, they were bringing a lot of heat on, uh, Derek Carr, and then the backups for Oakland. So it was leaving gaps behind them, and, and the Raiders took advantage of those um, on occasion. So, yeah, I mean, certainly given the Lions' history, that's not what you want to hear about their defense, that they're forgetting to cover, you know, hash mark to hash mark again. What about Miles Killebrew and, and some of the work that he's doing as kind of a hybrid linebacker? Could that be where he ends up keeping his roster spot with all the safeties that this team has? Uh, because of the issues that they've had in the past guarding uh, guarding tight ends, yeah, he said he's def. I mean, he said for right now he's working pretty exclusively with with the linebackers. You know, Matt Patricia said a lot of the skills safety linebacker in this scheme are, are pretty similar. I think you can see that if you go back to what he did in New England and even what he's trying to do now. But that that is a kind of an interesting spot for him because he does have that size to match up with tight ends. I think he's really good um, coming downhill and the way that Patricia likes to attack with the guys in the box and the guys at the linebacker spot, it, it is an interesting fit for him. You know, it's a lot of, I think he's got to get a lot better. I don't really necessarily see a, a clear path to playing time for him. Um, maybe, maybe in some nickel and dime packages, but uh, I do still think there is a spot for him on this roster. The, the linebacker room is getting a little crowded though. If he's going to be in there because, uh, you know, a couple of those guys I mentioned, Freddie Bishop, um, sort of an edge guys have been decent for them. And you throw some Freeney and, you know some of these other names. Uh, it's going to be some. It's going to be tough for Killebrew to definitely land on the roster. But I, I do think that they like his overall skill set and sort of how it fits. 
Saw Tyrell Crosby's name on my Twitter today uh, against Bruce Irvin and doing a pretty good job. Uh, has he raised some eyebrows with his play? Yeah, I, I mean, he's been – I think I tweeted out uh, on the first day of practice, if they started the season today, I have 100% confidence that he would be the, the backup tackle, and maybe on both sides. Um, he's been very solid. He's been getting some reps uh, with the ones as uh, a right tackle. He's been working in a little bit at left tackle with the twos, and I think that, um, you know, for all the talk when they drafted him about him maybe projecting to guard in the NFL, I don't haven't really seen a whole lot of that yet. It's happened on occasion, but it looks like they're prepping him to be part of this tackle rotation um, and maybe a long-term answer there. So he's been really good. I thought he was uh, solid over the two days here. Obviously, Friday is a different test in game action, but they've got to be pretty happy with what they've seen. That power, you can see it time and again, not just on the run, but you know when he's dropping, he can anchor and hold guys off, and then he's got that quickness to get outside and make some plays too. So yeah, it's been... Every he's probably it might be the best of their draft picks on the field so far. I mean, he's been that impressive. How about goal line offense uh, the, these two days? I, I know Carryon Johnson punched one in uh, the other day, but I know they worked at it and they worked on it a lot, even in Allen Park. What did you see over these two days in terms of their goal line look? Yeah, I didn't. I don't. They didn't do a whole lot on the second day. The first day they had a whole uh, segment of practice committed to it, and it, it was a bit of a struggle to uh, for that offense to get in. And on the flip side, it was a bit of a struggle for the defense to keep the Raiders out. So read into that uh, what you will. Um, I don't know that that's going to be a strength of their team, even with the guys that they have. It should be better with Blunt and on Johnson, and depending on how they how much they trust Nick Delore to be a a blocker, but that's another spot where I think Crosby is really going to help them because you know when they go to six, seven offensive tackles, uh, he their offensive lineman. He's certainly a guy that can help move the pile a little bit. So um, it's definitely something that needs to improve. Still, I don't think there's uh, a whole lot of evidence that it's great right now. Um, but yeah, Johnson's been even thinking back to the goal line work in Allen Park. Johnson's been getting a decent number of those looks. I still think it'll be Legarrette Blunt when push comes to shove in the regular season, but. Uh, Johnson's probably at least the second option, if not 1A there, or 1B, I mean. Final thing for Chris Burke at The Athletic. I, I know Matt Patricia's keeping his cards pretty close to the vest, and he's a Belichick guy. Any uh, indication of how long Stafford and some of the first-string guys are going to be playing on Friday? Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't really reveal anything when he was asked. I would assume it would be pretty typical fare for the first preseason game, especially because of what they've got. I mean, they got pretty extensive work with the, the first-team offense. And obviously, it's you know the quarterbacks are untouchable and in the red jerseys for these things, but um, they got a lot of work the last two days with Stafford on the field with that first-team offense. They'll get a ton more next week when the Giants are in Allen Park for joint practices, so... I mean, I would guess it's about what you're expecting for the first week, maybe a series or two, and then that'll probably be it for um, for Stafford. Maybe some of those other guys go a bit longer, but I, I think uh, I think Stafford's going to be it's going to be a pretty quick cameo from him on Friday night. Chris, always a pleasure. Uh, enjoy the rest of the trip. Appreciate the time. Cool. Thanks for having me. Chris Burke from TheAthletic.com. Check him out on Twitter as well. He does some great work, and I uh, love the fact that he has joined the uh, the brigade that cover the Lions. Tim Twenty One, Mike O'Hara, Michael Rothstein, uh, Dave Burkett, Kyle Mikey, Justin Rogers, Paula Pash, Chris Burke. It's a great group that covers the Lions, best beat writers in town, definitely covering this football team. And another name to, to that, that we didn't mention, uh, that Chris mentioned, is Jalen Reeves-Mabin, 
who was a mid-round pick, of course, last year, and a guy that I think is going to have to see the field a lot. I was talking to PFF's uh, Brett Whitefield the other day at uh, training camp on Monday, and he pointed it out, too, that maybe the guy that's going to get a lot of snaps because he's athletic enough and because he can guard people coming out of the backfield or even you know in the slot as tight ends could be Jalen Reeves-Maben, so watch for him uh, as well. Twitter kind of blowing up on this whole tight end thing. Uh, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, Jason Hill writes, they for sure will have the greatest differential in tight end production for and against this year. Hope it isn't the difference between a good season and another lost one. I thought Jason's uh, tweet is spot on. The Lions tight ends are a question mark. You know I'm a big Luke, Luke Wilson guy, and we had him on the podcast yesterday. I love Luke Wilson, and I think he should get an opportunity. Uh, this is a guy that turned down a multi-year deal from Carolina, wanted to come home, saw the opportunity in Detroit, and the offense that is here, uh, hopefully he can perform. And he's a big target um, that I know they targeted a couple of times today in the workouts in Oakland, and hopefully he'll see some time Friday night. We'll get to see what he looks like uh, in this offense. Um, that is for sure. Love the tweets that we're getting in at Dairy Speaks. If you want to join us in terms of advertising here on Lockdown Lions, Send me an email at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at gmail.com. Men, uh, male demographic, men 25 to 54. Join us. Uh, Freddie the Pizza Man, of course, Heart of a Lions fan, and the, 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 the movie and documentary have joined us here. Tim Lenhard and the folks at Lenhard Financial Services, Jason Strat at Remax, all of them have been aboard with us. You can as well. Send me an email, get your rate card. Uh, it's money well spent. We take good care of you. The live reads or whatever you want them to be. Dairy Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks at gmail.com. That'll do it for another edition of Locked On Lions on this Wednesday, August 8th into Thursday, August 9th. Um, we're going to get you ready for the preseason opener Friday night against the Raiders. We'll be back with you tomorrow. We'll talk about it. I'm excited for some real football on Friday night, albeit late night against Oakland. See what Matt Patricia and, and, and the folks have done. And as Chris Chris pointed out earlier, a lot of blitzing shown by the Paul Pasqualoni-led defense today by the Lions. Will that continue throughout the season? Will they gamble? Will they have to blitz with the likes of Jones and Kennard and Reeves-Maben to get pressure on the quarterback until Ziggy Ansah gets healthy? And again, Ziggy out there today a little bit more. So each day he's doing more. But I highly doubt that you'll see him Friday against the Raiders. I don't even think you'll see him next week against the Giants, if I had to guess, uh, in the preseason. All right, that'll do it for Locked On Lions. Today brought to you by Nordic Track. Go online to nordictrack.com. Use the promo code uh, nordictrack.com slash locked on and use the offer code locked on during checkout to get 75% or $75 off of your purchase. We'll talk to you again tomorrow right here on Locked On Lions. Thanks to Chris Burke. We'll talk to you on the radio in the morning, too.